What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I am Cynthia Conte, and my gorgeous host, the one that you got Snoop Dogg to do, the sea walk for you. I had to put that out there, Jay. Yes, yeah, Snoop was super hype. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. And you know what? I'm j- All I'm going to say is, she's awake. That's all I'm going to say. We have the Kaylee Reese with us today. Woo! I have to say it, the, the title is former two-division world champion, boxing champion, and now Hollywood starlet. Okay, is it is it all right to say Hollywood actress or actor? I'm not sure it, the, the right term. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to start a whole petition because you misgendered or mis- misidentified me. I'm good. Um, actor's fine. Actor's Can fine. you believe that? You're saying I'm an actor. I it's it is it's it's so it's weird but it's not a weird in the way like ew it's like I, it sounds good but it's still like wait a minute I'm really an actor <laughs> I love I just love this we were first starting we like we were very early into our show career and you I think you had just found out that you were going to be on the show or you were auditioning do you remember where you were the last time you joined us I you either had just auditioned or you had just landed it I can't remember um I don't think I told anybody I auditioned for I think I kept that a secret I think I everybody knew about it when I actually got the part the only one who knew I was auditioning for it was like family even that was like only one person, one or two people I think so it might have been when I got it we specifically talked to you about catch the fair one there you go and that's why I was like, oh, my God, she's an actress now. But the one thing when I was researching, I didn't know you did another movie, Sean Penn's movie, uh, Black Flies. By the way, I tried to watch it. I can't find it. I can't stream it. I can't buy it. I can't rent it. So yeah, I, so can you send me a copy out. some, please? <laughs> no, it's coming out. Actually, you can go oh. to the I think I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. It may or may not be in theaters. I'm pretty sure it's going to be in theaters, but um, it should be out this year. But true detective besides the acting and Jodie Foster being alongside you Matthew McConaughey Woody Harrelson also at the helm of of producing the show when you found out that you landed it how did you how did you celebrate it did you go you go spar like how did you celebrate that you even landed this role because this is no small feat and I'm sure it's not by accident it's not by accident it's by design by the greater good um when i did first find out about it uh i'll kind of give you backstory to it a little bit um so isa lopez the writer director showrunner goddess i absolutely love her um she reached out to my team at the time to my my manager at the time or still my manager and wanted to know who i was because they were looking for to fill the spot of navarro and her casting director ran across the movie Catch the Fair One. She was like, you have to watch this movie. And then they wanted to know who I was. Because, again, it's only one movie, like, one indie movie. Like, who is this Kaylee Reese person? So I spoke to her about her work, my previous work, which was the one movie and a couple of scenes in the other movie. But um, she's Latina. She's from Mexico. So she highlights missing women in her a lot of her projects because she you know that's a problem that happens everywhere um especially in mexico city so she just really wants to talk to me about the process kind of get to know me so tell me a little bit about um the character the story and then i auditioned for it and then i kind of threw it to the universe i was like all right man whatever i really want this part but i did write down in my journal i will get the part of navarro and true detective night country like over and over and over and over after and i just let it go i got the call from Issa personally and she was like congratulations you got the part and I'm sorry I'm like 
wait, what? She's like, congratulations, you got the part, and it's going to be hard as hell. I'm sorry right now because this is going to be probably the hardest thing you've ever done. And I was excited. It was surreal. And then I knew that they had casted or was going towards casting Jodie Forza. I'm like, oh, my God, detective. I got, I got the I got the part. Jodie Forza. Oh my God, I'm nauseous. Like it was like, oh my, it was like a lot of different emotions, but immediately I got to work. Um, even before I got the part, I was just thinking about how it would be creating the character or getting introduced to the character. And then I just got to work on it and did my research and built the backstory. And then here we are. What I love about the True Detective series because the first three seasons were two males as the detectives. And this is the first season in the True Detectives uh, series, a franchise, it's two women, and you are the first indigenous co-lead for HBO, or excuse me, Max. Uh, so that's, you know, that's already historical. And to be co uh, your, your co-star, you get to be doing scenes with the Oscar winner, Jodie Foster herself. I mean, what was the first thing you said to her when you actually met her? Did you like have that moment like, oh my God, I love you? <laughs> I was just like, um, I didn't meet her until we got to Iceland because we shot in Iceland. It's based in Alaska. We shot in Iceland. So we had our first full cast rehearsal and she walks through the door. And it's fu funny because if I don't say this, Issa will kill me. She she wants me to say that I am the um one, the other lead, not the co-lead. So I'm like, all right, guys, whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, Issa. But um, when, she, when Jody first walked in, I had a fangirl moment. I'm like, Oh my God, that's really Jodie Foster. Oh my God, that's really Jodie Foster. But you know, boxing. I was like, what's up? How you doing, Jodie? What's going on? You know, got to play cool. Can't let them see you. Can't let the judges see you tired. You know what I'm saying? So, but meeting her, it was just, she's such an intelligent, down to earth, real cool, collaborative woman. She made me laugh. She's hilarious. Um, But the first thing I said to her was kind of just like one of those, <laughs> those like nervous smiles. Um, and like we had to do our rehearsal. I'm thinking in my head, like, God, please don't make me have to go first. But I'm the first person you see with speaking lines in the entire first episode. So, of course, we're going down the line. And of course, it's, he's just like, so Kaylee, I'm like, yes. <laughs> so we got to go through, start breaking down stuff. But it was just an amazing who it, there was no hierarchy. Everybody that was there to tell the story. There was no I'm Jodie Forster. You're the newcomer. It was a, she was so interested in in what my process or what my ideas were, what Issa's were, what everybody on the table were. It was really, it was one of the best experiences, hardest things I've ever done in my life. But it, it was a great experience with a lot of support. I beg to differ. I think that's great that you went first because there's a lot of cerebral things between being a fighter and being an actress in that you have to do it alone. You're, you're probably, you have a team that's around you that helps you to get to that point. But when it's time to pull the trigger, it's only you. It's you against you and you making your yourself better. Are there some lessons that you've learned in your career as a champ, as a fighter that helped you ease into your role or the process that you take to to perform on screen? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good point you bring up. I get a lot of that question a lot. Like, what are the parallels between fighting and boxing and acting? There's a lot of parallels. I have to put a lot of trust in people to see what I don't see. Uh, I have to take direction well. I can't take anything personal. I have to take the information and apply. I have to repetition, repetition, repetition. I have to have a good dance partner. I have to be very, very present and be able to think on my feet. I got to craft every skill and tool and then learn more tools to bring them to the table and learn how to maneuver and implement those tools each and every time the, the biggest thing um i would say though is the trust the director sees what i don't see 
they tell me something, I have to be able to take that information and apply it to the situation and just trust. Just like my corner has a minute to tell me some things to adjust and I have to be able to take that information to apply it. If I sit there like, well, why is she talking to me like that? I mean, it can't take anything personal. It's just like information and apply. Um, So there's so many parallels. The one thing that I really took into this, I didn't even realize it was a thing was from the first movie was the ability as as at least as me I'm not speaking for all fighters is the ability to when that bell rings we check all the way in not all fighters check all the way in and not every fight we check all the way sometimes we checked out you know what I mean but for the most part and at least for me that bell rings I'm 100% in like I never have once and this is not a lie this is not boasting I've never thought wow I could die in here oh my god this is this is gonna hurt or whatever I'm will like my last fight I was like well this is it god at least I'll have a legacy I'm willing to die in there and I will say that until the day I die I'm willing to die and put my life on the line because it's for something I love so that's my checking all the way in with boxing it's like when the camera's rolling we sell action I make sure even before I go on set I'm completely checked into in this case Navarro like I have things that I do in my trailer. I take my jewelry out and then put that uniform on. I'm 100% checked in so I can give it my all. I do that. I'm I'm pretty extreme anyway. It is pretty much all assets of my life. But that's something that I've taken from fighting that I didn't even realize until I started talking about it that I check all the way in so then I can check all the way out. There's no one foot in, one foot out doing anything half-assed with me. I'm not going to do any spoilers because it is a fantastic show. I've been a fan of the series from the very beginning. It's very sadistic. It's a thriller. It's a, I mean, y- you have to go there in a place in your mind to, uh, to really live your character. What did you have to do when you say you had to do research? Uh, Navarro's character, it's the story is really told through her eyes and the um, indigenous people. Is it the Inuit? Is that what the, 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 yeah, the, the town? Yeah, Inupiaq is one of the tribes, but there's so many different clans, tribes, or Inuit people, the Alaskan or Arctic type native people, Inuit, Inupiaq is the specific tribe we talk about in the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But uh, for you to get there and know there's going to be some very sick, disgusting, psychopath, uh, lots of blood, lots of horror going to bed at night were you in that character like that character method acting or were you able to say okay when I'm done with this scene for done for the day I'm back to Kaylee Reese or do you just sit there and still think about what is Navarro going to do tomorrow to make this this scene a little bit better and push the limits um being a uh you know fighter and also being a Virgo perfectionist type person you know and to be in an athlete like we have to perfect we have to so I can't help but to think even when they sell like, cut I'm like could have done it better could have done it better well when the bell rings after my last part session damn I could have done better that's natural but as far as taking anything home with me no like even at home with boxing like boxing everywhere like we do everything is always boxing but like when it's time to just be chilling if it's happy we happen to watch a fight that's great but this is not a fight camp house anymore like we still train but like when it's our home it's our home so I kind of did the same thing when I'm home I'm home I don't take anything on purpose there's been times where I was think about certain scenes because it gets really really deep that I'd have to really shake it's hard to shake off 
Um, but I would do something like go take a cold plunge, go work out, go do something to ground myself back on myself. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't a constant thing where I was like, oh my God, the corpse cold. Oh my God, this, it wasn't like anything. Like I was like having nightmares about anything. And I think it really has to do with being able to give Navarro the reins and then take him back and go home, kind of leave. It was my trailer was my little sanctuary where I had my own little ritual before I left to go on set and then before I left to go home. So I think that now looking back at it, I'm like, cause you can see how I can see how people can get really like this. There was times where my life and Aurora's life were doing this. And I was like, okay, all right, all righty. Okie dokie. Like, this is good. I mean, we were shooting for seven months. It was 120 days. You know what I mean? I was living out in Iceland for seven months. So it was a little tough. But um, nah, I was um, able to ground myself back in my body, especially being an athlete. That was important because we are very visceral in my body. And so I'm, I was blessed to have that. Even if it's two in the morning, let me just go to the gym. Let me go to the gym for an hour and go do something so I can get back to me and not Navarro. This script always starts with with the words on the page. But with with Navarro, there are elements of her that sort of echo what we've seen of you're involved with activism and and bringing to light indigenous rights and and concern and care for indigenous women, for women in general, but particularly indigenous women. Speaking with with Ista and, and the writers on the show, were there instances where they collaborated with you to kind of further fill in the colors of who Navarro is, being that you have those qualities in common like the character? Me and Issa talked very frequently and extensively, even me and Jody too, because she was so interested. She's not indigenous, but she was very interested, number one, to get, and myself included, to get the perspective of an Inupiaq and Alaskan native, because I'm not, I'm indigenous, I'm Wampanoag from, from the Northeast, but I'm not, I'm not that, you know what I mean? I, I have representation from where I'm from and being mixed as well. But I'm not I'm not a Nupiac and I'm playing a Nupiac Dominican woman. So we had the pleasure and the blessing of having two Alaskan native, one being a Nupiac on one being Yupik and Alaskan native producers on that went through the script through a fine tooth comb. It was like, that's good. That's not how we eat. That's not what we would say. But I also was able to have a personal relationship. They're like my sisters now. And I'm like, dude, how do you want to see yourself portrayed on screen? Tell me some stories. Tell me something. Um, so as far as that aspect of it, we had a lot of conversations because I've never, up in, before I shot, I had never been to Alaska. I knew a couple of people that are Alaskan Native, but it's a difference living there. Them, yo, they are built different, let me just tell you. But me and Issa also had extensive conversations on just that very aspect of who Navarro really is. What is a driving force? What does she fight for? And one of the main things is she has this insatiable like craving for justice for women. Number one being what... She doesn't know what happened to her mom. You know what I mean? That's one aspect. They don't really don't go into in the story, so it's no spoilers. But she, she doesn't know what happened to her mom. And she's very protective over her sister. And she has this as an indigenous Nupiaq woman, all this injustice being done to the people, the land, the, and the women. Especially, she just has this, she needs to be a protector for these women. That's something that I share very closely for just being a mixed Cape Verdean, Wampanoag, indigenous woman that fights physically. Yeah, but I've explained it a number of times. Like I just, that's just the energy that I carry in fighting and that medicine. And it's just something that I, oh, if I can speak for somebody who can't speak, fight for somebody who can't fight, dance for somebody who can't dance, that's just what I'm taught. And I just feel that's just a, it's a kind of a, it's hard to put into words. And that's kind of what, what it is in Navarro. So it's kind of like one of those things that I really, had a chance to implement into that character. And then they do highlight um, 
a missing in, indigenous and Upiak woman in this, which was an element that both I and Issa were very familiar with. So it was um kind of a a no brainer. And it's it's a delicate process that I'm noticing incorporating injustices, real injustices in an entertainment business. It's a very delicate thing you have to weave. We did that with the first movie, but you don't want to beat it over the head in an entertainment where you could do a documentary or you could just do an informational program, but you don't also want to take away the actual realness of the issue as well, too. So it's kind of it's an interesting dance that you have to do. But um, it was very prominent in why Navarro is the way she is. She got a hair trigger, boy. Mm -hmm. Yes, she does. It's one of those things that you really wanted to tell the story with your own voice, but tell it with so much honesty and so much truth. And so far, the two episodes I've seen, you're doing a very good job. So congrats on that. Uh, real fast, you talked about Iceland. Those are, it's like minus 20, minus 30. Go, to be able to go there, live there for seven months, to be an actor, to rehearse your lines, uh, to you know get back to your normal self. How was it? How were those conditions for you to be there for the first time and actually working in those kinds of brutal evening, chilly, of uh, well, frozen conditions? Well, growing up in Rhode Island, I will say I had <laughs> a lot of training for the nor'easters okay. that we get. Lord have mercy. So the cold wasn't an, a challenge. Even the dark wasn't a challenge. If I'm in training camp, I, all I see is the inside of a house and inside of a gym for the majority of my day. So it's like, it's always dark, especially in the wintertime. I got to witness one of the most beautiful natural things in, in, in Northern Lights almost all the time. Like it was <sighs> beautiful. Um, being away from home, being in a different country, uh, they speak English, but and they they also speak Icelandic, which is one of the hardest languages I've ever even attempted to try to learn. Doing this very very big thing under this big umbrella of this big franchise and this ginormous monster of a production kind of for the first time i mean i had the movie had a little part and then i had this first time on tv with these stars there's a lot of first 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 a lot of unfamiliar territory a lot of unknowns but i have thrived in in being comfortable uh, being uncomfortable um, so it was one of those things. Here we go. Got to sink a swim, K. I got a lot to prove. Everyone will be watching to see you fail. It's the same conversation I've had mm. for the majority of my mm. life. I mean, if Jody, it, it was terrible, which she cannot be, like, it's just, oh, she just had a bad movie. It was like, oh, see, why did they put a boxer in a stupid TV show? She can't act. So it was like one of those things that, like, I got a lot of pressure on top of everything else, on top of being away from home, going home. There's nobody in the house. I ain't got no dog. I got to go to work in five hours. Like it was a lot, but um, number one, the support of the cast and crew. I, I mean, like this is not, I didn't get paid the same. I'm like me, everybody was absolutely amazing to work with. There was no a-holes on set. The crew from Iceland was absolutely magical. The place in Iceland, it's cold as hell. The wind in Iceland is something you can't plan for. I will say that layer, layer, layer. I mean, but the place itself is a magical place. The food was great. People, it's one of the most, I think it's well, like the top five safest cities in the world. We were in Reykjavik, which is a beautiful place. So, I mean, I had one of the best times of my life. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. But, I mean, I can go to these hot springs, go hiking in a mountain and go lay in a hot spring, go to the Blue Lagoon, go here, go there. It was just an amazing experience. I had I had to do this cool thing. I was working a lot. I was work I probably worked the most. I think I was working. We worked a lot of weekends. I had a lot of stunt training. But I had a lot of fun, man. I did. I had a lot of fun. And I'm actually pretty proud of, of the result. As you should be. Be listening to you talk about the supportive crew. 
at about, let's see, we're up to episode two, one and two are out now. So about 80% into episode one, there's a quite an intimate scene. <laughs> you are, are in the body was banging, body was banging uh-huh. for sure. I'm like, okay, come on athlete, show them what the boxer body looks like. But how awkward is it to shoot that? Because it's not, that's not your person. And it is made for a theatrical person. So what does that scene look like from the actor perspective to film that? As we know, when we see anything, there's lights, there's people, there's the guy with the, the thing for the sound. The What does that look like from the actor perspective to film a scene like when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I'm going to keep it brief uh, out of respect for my marriage and my personal life, but I will give you a very broad scheme of things. There's nothing, there's nothing sexy about doing an intimate scene. Um, however, the precautions taken as far as where boundaries are, how supported you are, what your things that are important to you are, and what the director needs and wants to tell the story, well, all the boxes were checked. So highly supportive. Um, it's basically like a choreographed dance. Um, it's very awkward with a lot of people in the room. Um, but like I said, I'll keep it very brief because of just, you know, out of respect for my marriage. Um, it was very, very awkward. Um, but when you have the right things implemented, when you have the support, when you have people doing the right things and everybody's on the same page, it's quick and smooth. Everybody's very professional. And, um, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but it actually, everything went very smooth and very supportive and um, we did our job very well. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I don't want to get into that. Please don't. Please don't. I mean, just, I want to like, how many lights are in there? How many people are in there? Like, just where's like, the sound guy? Because just like, you, and it's so like intimate, but like, where are the cameras? Like, how are, how do they shoot it? So just like any scene where you have a close-up where you looks like there's two people in a room, like even the conversation Navarro's having with Annie Kay's brother in the room, like there's people tucked behind desks. There's a, there's like three cameras working at one time. There's lighting everywhere. There's the boom guy that you got the mics on. There's mics under here, but literally, especially when it's, there's probably like this camera guy, like right, uh, right out of eyesight but there's a million people in the room then you have like uh, the script supervisor you have the director you have the director's assistant you have the producers you have this and that in a room this size there's probably like 10 to 12 people it gets, <laughs> it's hot and it's, it's you just have to like i've literally done scenes where like where there's like two people talking and there's like this one's hiding i think one time i did a, uh this is the first movie we were doing stuff and there was like the sound guy was in the trunk of the car like people will get in where they can fit in, or the directors in the back seat like this, reading like, like telling those lines like this. Like it's it gets really funny. It looks like a clown car or something with all these <laughs> people. Does. people are folding out and everything. I'm like, oh my God. I just had this, this epiphany. So when we were talking about when we first interviewed you, it was back. I had to like go, uh, go back in our YouTube. It was May 31st, 2022. So we were still in our old studio. This is a full circle for you because for me. I was able to interview you the very first time when you fought uh, Cecilia Bregus. You guys were the first ladies for HBO when it was sadly going to be the final show. 
And I got to work that fight. I called the fights on the undercard for 360 and to see HBO go out. Then the second time we interview you is for your movie, Catch the Fair One, when we're starting our show. And now the third time we're interviewing you, we're leading in with your new series that's now on Max, which was formerly HBO. I mean, it's it really is a circle for for me in the sense because of how I started and how I'm really watching your journey. And I said it best to you. I go, I am putting it out in the universe in Emmy and Emmy and Emmy because this show is fantastic. You are fantastic in everything I've seen you in so far. So yeah, Thank that was just my little thing. No, it's um somebody pointed that out to me. They're like. Well, I know I was like, oh, HBO has just been like following me. And then when I got this, I was like, oh, snap, this is an HBO show. It is full circle because it's still Max is Max and it's HBO is still its own entity on Max. And True Detective is an HBO original series. So it's it's so confusing. HBO does their own thing and it is Max, but Max is more than HBO. So it's still HBO Max. It's so weird. It's so I'm so confused. But yes, yes. Full circle moment. Gotcha. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, the other day, recently when uh, Ebony Bridges fought. Uh, we love El- Ebony Bridges, you know, big fans of her on the show. She's uh, always got an open door to to join us on here. And now, what have you? What you know? What 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 what's Ebony think about all this? I know you guys are tight. I think you tweeted something like you were braiding her hair, or she tweeted you. We're braiding her hair, something like that. When you have someone touch your head and and touch your hair, that's like a very close bond that you share with someone. So, you know, a little, could you talk a little bit about the bond with her? And, you know, how does she like this, this version of Kaylee Reese that she gets to continue to build a friendship with? I love Eb, man. I was there for her last fight um, due to her previous coach's request. I was not in the corner, but I was sitting ringside with Eddie, Eddie Hearn screaming out. I'm sure y'all heard me screaming stuff out on TV. But um, Ebony, man, that is my homie. That's another fellow Virgo. Um, She is just elated that she gets to see and be a part of this journey she's like i remember when you were like doing like self tapes in the other room and she's like if you need help read lines i'll help you so she just is so happy for me such a huge supporter she's just like i'm so happy to see you doing this on your journey and she's been around we've been friends for a while now um so i got to i've been witnessing her journey with boxing since she began and then now seeing where she is now and which what has much she accomplished and then meeting me when she met me and kind of, she met me when I was, I think it was like right after I shot Catch the Fan one. It was kind of just like chit chat, like, oh yeah, I did this movie kind of a thing. And met me before my my husband was my husband, it was my best friend. It was just her manager and kind of a thing. So it's amazing how supportive she is, man. And we have such a bond. Um, I know that girl in and out, like through and through especially like with boxing, like me and me and Brian know her, like we know her, um, we know how to talk to her. We know there's just certain ways you guys have to talk and train certain fighters that you can't, you can't teach her work ethic. You can't teach her drive, her passion, her compassion, her kindness. She's hilarious, but she's so kind and she cares about people so much. And I'm blessed to be one of the people she cares about. So we definitely have a, a good friendship. Um, I'm literally like, she's, I can't fight if you're not in my corner, if you're not there. And I always tell her, unless there's something that I can't, I just can't, I'll always be there. Even when I was filming in Iceland, when she fought December of 2022, I literally flew over to, to England for like a, a day and flew back. This was in between like my day off so wow. I could go walk her corner because that's my homie. I told her I'll be there when I can. And I, I don't break promises. Um, 
So she's just a huge supporter. So, you know, I always braid her hair. I'm always there to braid her hair. And with me, like like you said, hair is like, it's like kind of like a ritual thing. Um, So if I'm there, I'm there, man. That's my homie. I absolutely love her. So she's, um, you know, her last fight was tough, but, um, you know, that's boxing. And she took it in stride. And she was just going to move on to the next and see what's best for her. And I'll be there unless I can't. So I will definitely be there, raised by KO, and I'll be working the corner. <laughs> you know, Giandra and I always have this conversation we're pretty much the only ones because female boxer is about braiding hair. Yes. You should do a, a lot of other women in the UK, their hair, because some of them, they don't stay. It's to the point they have to put tape over their hair, but it's, um... <laughs> Oh, I know this some, I'm like, yo, when Katie ever finally break, because I'm like, I'd be like, yo, do you just, I know but when she ever came out with bread, I was like, yes, finally. Right. <laughs> Yes. And they still came out. They still came like, out. Oh, there's certain types of textured hair that just don't say. I will say, I who did I braid? I braided somebody's hair in the UK. She was fighting Savannah Marshall. That's my dog. Leave me alone. She had the most fine to find. Hey, stop yelling at me. Puppy wants to be in the shot too. Oh, uh, come on in. Doggy <clears throat> said my mom was gone for seven months. Oh, <gasps> is that Frenchie? Frenchie. His name is Quincy Bones, and he has to be included. Hi, Quincy baby. Bones. That's awesome. So beautiful. <laughs> I, I love him. the morning. It's half hour mark, and then he's just like, "Mom." But yeah, this most the most wispy, thinnest hair, and she wanted me to add hair. It was a challenge, I will say that. And but I was like, I got you because I don't want to see all that flying around. So yeah, that that's the whole topic. You should do like a whole topic on hair. We we talk about it often, and you know sometimes the men are like, "What are you talking about that for?" But it I mean, hell, it matters with the men. That happened with David Lemieux. His bangs got all in his face, and he got knocked out. So I mean, hey, braid it down. For it real. Down. I I see some men, I'm like, you might want to get at least one braid because that's going to come out. Oh, I'm good. I'm like, all right, bro. I braid. Yeah. So since we're on the topic of boxing, you did say I, I've been uh, watching your your press tour that you have not retired. And I, I remember the last time Jandra and I spoke to you, you couldn't go back into the ring. You had to give up your belts because you had a health issue. Is there any update on that? Are you able to disclose or um, do you want to <laughs> disclose? No, no. I, you know me. I'm an open book. So choosing to vacate my belts because there was no permanent yeah. answer we kind of talked about that like we're still still dealing with the same non-answers kind of a thing mm -hmm. um as far as having being able to take that break that i very by by the doctors and everybody else i needed to because my body was just broken down to the point where it was where it was um i'm definitely on the other end of it but there's still so many mysteries and we don't know and like one day I could be okay. The other day it's like, yeah, I don't know. But I'm um very much on the other end of that. Um, so I believe that because when your body, when you don't listen to your body, your body will make you listen. And I had to listen. I was not listening that entire 2021 training. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And it was like, yeah, you know, you're not. So I had I needed the break that I've had um away from boxing has been <sighs> it's been tough, but it's been a, one that I've noticed my body has thanked me for. Um, I haven't stopped training. Like I'm not sparring or anything, but um, I haven't stopped maintaining. Um, but I needed to give my body a break. So, but I'm not retired. I didn't officially hang him up. Not yet. I mean, I've done a lot. I've accomplished a lot, but I'm not retired yet. Um, do I know when I'll fight? Who I'll fight? I mean, there may or may not have been some talks this week because my husband's always busy. But um, I don't have any. I don't have any official news yet. 
but just know I haven't retired yet. True. Being in Iceland and all that cold probably was good for your body too. Yeah, that, and I was still training out there. I was actually training with some strength and conditioning coaches that work with uh, Gunnar Nelson, which is an MMA fighter, but he trains with Conor McGregor. You know, Tyson Fury goes out there. Like, Iceland is actually, they train like, like Vikings, yo. So I was... Wasn't boxing, but I was maintaining. And actually, we did a lot of the whole time I was shooting, the trainer I was working with, he did a lot of recovery, which is what my body needed a lot of mobility, a lot of recovery, a lot of things that I wasn't used to. I'm used to going to the gym for like two and a half, three hours and like sweating to death. And I'm like, that's it. That's all we're doing. So it was a big change for me, but my body definitely thanked me. And things hormonally um, and everything that we've been, all the docs I've been going to, things are kind of leveling out now. So that's probably exactly what I needed to see where we can go from here. You've been watching boxing from on your days off. We got to talk about some women's boxing real fast. Some of the fights that are are happening. We did see uh, Michaela Mayer and Jonas. Who did you see winning that fight? If you saw the fight, I did watch the fight. Um, I I'm a fan of both. I like Jonas, and I've always been a Michaela Mayer fan. Um, I absolutely think. Michaela got that. I think she won. Um, I take nothing away from Jonas. I just think Michaela had the better game plan. She was pushing the action. And even when Jonas was getting the good shots in and landing good shots, Michaela may have had an answer right back. Um, so I, I gave it to Michaela. I think it was a good fight. It was a very good fight. Do I want to see it again? Absolutely. But I gave Michaela the mayor the fight. I got it. I had a six, six to four. I mean, there's some, there's some closer rounds, but every time, like, I could never be a judge, but like the mem memorable moments where Jonas had really good moments, really good moments, Michaela would get him right back. You know what I mean? So um, I, I gave it to Michaela. Great fight, though. Great fight. I agree. Michaela was slipping that left in there. I mean, they both were just putting yeah. work. That fight was exciting. There was a lot of back and forth action. Jonas is probably going to want to unify and then retire. Yeah, and he's having a fight who talks about that last year fighting or talks about I'm, this is probably my last year. She's already, like, me and Brian say it all the time, like, she already retired. Like, when you start talking about retirement, man, you kind of already out. So, I mean, but she's done a lot. I'm impressed with her career, the way she kind of turned it around. She's had a, a great career. I absolutely love Jonas. Like, um, she's uh, in and outside of the ring, too. She's a very cal she's a calculated fighter, though. She's calculated. I like her. I like her style. She's very, very accomplished, you know, uh, Olympian. Uh, she's a broadcaster. She's great on the mic. And mm -hmm. uh, especially, you know, ever since she left Matchroom and signed with Boxer, her whole career has turned around and made her into a two-division world champion just it's it's in, it's insane it's great I would love to see the rematch will we get it she says if the fight fans want to see it I don't think it will happen well I will say is Timothy Bradley went off <laughs> the meter afterwards yo I was like oh but I got I was like yo respect bro he's spit, spitting facts but I was like yo he went off <laughs> Give Tim Bradley a mic. You never know what was going to be said. But hey, he, he spoke a lot of facts. Uh, they just announced Sandy Ryan versus Terry Harper. That's a good banger. I repeated that one. I was like, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. The U the UK really know how to do it for the women's boxing. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, American promoters. You guys have to step it up. But uh, okay, the, the new beat, Clarissa Shields, Alicia Baumgartner. That one, I'm like, yo, man. Um... I will say they are the two noisiest fighters, not in a bad way. Like, they make a lot of noise. So, realistically, do you think Clarissa's going to go anywhere past below 54, realistically? Yeah. I mean, if they meet at 47, does Clarissa, being that small, um, for her, does she keep the power? Um, Does she get... Because I can say going from 160 to 140 or 154 to 140 was like... At first, I was like, my hand's too fast. My hand's too fast. 
<laughs> like you gotta get used to it. I'm sure she can. And then does Alicia keep the speed at 147? Like there's a lot. There's a lot. Realistically, is gonna happen. Clarissa is huge. She's a big girl, yo. She's a big girl. She's accomplished a lot. She's a talented fighter. She's speed power. She's gotten like every fight she could see. She's settled in the pro ranks really good. But Alicia is a beast. But realistically, Alicia is way smaller than Clarissa. I don't think it's gonna menu like manifest into any. I really don't. I mean, it'd be like a fantasy boxing thing, but um, I don't think that fight's gonna happen. I mean, Alicia is still worried. Of, well, hopefully, she's still worried about you know. Just getting back in there and kind of clearing her name. Um, only, only I'm not accusing or not accusing. I don't know. I I don't have no beef with Alicia at all. I'm actually cool with her. It sucks that she's going through this. Um, what or whatever is going on in this whole entity of this issue, this non-issue. Um, and then Clarissa got um, you know, who else is she gonna fight right now though? Well, there was yeah, the PFL, uh, the PFL yeah, Bellator yeah. challenge. Yeah. Right now. You, you know what I found interesting when, um, when Alicia, because Alicia and Clarissa were very tight, you know, both from M Michigan, they were supporting each other. And when Alicia started calling her out, you know, as you should, it's a sport. It's you fight your friends. I'm sorry. And she said, I think Clarissa said, I would never fight Michaela. Now I heard, I don't know if Michaela personally said it. I just read it in, in an in interview or something that Michaela would step up to fight Clarissa. I said, it's a sport. It's, it's all about fighting the best. So why wouldn't you call out if, I mean, if I knew how to box like you, Kaylee, I'd be like, Kaylee, I love you, but I would love to punch you in the face. We're all going to make money. So, you know, that's, it's that's, a sport. That's, I mean, I I know I don't know Michaela personally like that, but I'm I'm sure I'm probably ninety nine point nine percent sure she said that because she's like, yo, no beef. I want to fight you. I had no beef with Jessica Camara. Who fighting? You know what I mean? I don't care. Like I don't have any beef with anybody, and I'm pretty sure that it's not. Um, Alicia's just calling people out. She's trying again, making noise. Clarissa yeah. making noise. If it does, like I said, we could do more of an analysis on the fight if it does happen. But that's how you get fights made too. I mean, y'all yeah. both have y'all see. Why not? I mean, I'm cool with Katie Taylor. Yo, give me the call. Let's fight. Let's make some money. We've jokingly said that uh, after our sparring sessions many times. Who knows, man? And, and the possibility is endless. It's called so. three minute rounds. You've seen it. You've have you fought? Have you fought three minute rounds before? And no, I've I've swam. I mean, you spar three minute rounds. We cut it. Yeah. We cut it closer to like fight time. But that's what we train. Three minutes, thirty second rest. I've seen it. Let's elevate to twelve rounds for a championship fight. Maybe we can get a a, diff, a better outcome or different outcome or something. Uh, would you be open to be fighting the three minute rounds, even ten rounds or twelve rounds for championship fights and for the sanctioning bodies that doesn't? You know, do you think that they're kind of in the stone ages on this one? I, I'm I'm not a boxer, so I don't I don't know your thoughts on this. Here's my thoughts on this. It's not the question of capability. Are we capable as women to do that? Absolutely. That's how we train. Most of us. I don't know. There's some that train minutes the whole camp. It's just weird. Um, I personally am not going to do more work for the same pay. It's not all about the money, but it's uh, most of now, especially we're in a position where women are able to be full-time fighters. I didn't come from an era from that. You know, I had to have two jobs and raise a family and fight. Um, I think personally, because of the fast pace of the two minute rounds, it's competitive it's I, I don't mind the two minute rounds. I but I do believe to get the respect and get, to get different results, add two rounds. If you want a world championship bout should be 12 rounds, 12 twos. Start with 12 twos. 
Also, spectator. It's a spectator sport. People are still coming around to the idea of women's boxing, unfortunately. But if there's a bad male fight, that is a minute added on to a terrible fight that we don't want to see. We've all been there like, yo, this is three, this three minutes. <laughs> and the never, feature was like that. <laughs> and this is just me. This is my thought process. But not that we've seen like we've seen maybe lesser skilled female fights, but they ain't a bad fight because it's two minutes. You know what I mean? If it's a bad fight, it's still only two minute rounds. So spectator wise, and if you add three minute rounds, and we're trying to get more eyes on the sport. If they're three minute rounds, they're gonna still have less television time for female fights. But if there's an eight rounder, a ten rounder, a twelve rounder, but there's still two two minutes, that's three female fights versus one three minute twelve round. I don't have anything against going three rounds, three minute rounds, three twelve. I would love to bring back to fifteen. Okay, but there's just I think the, with those factors in it, I think that would be much better. I think going with the twelve twos a lot more respect, different results, spectators, all that, and then the money will generate. But I think respectable, like yeah, world champion ten rounds. Eh, come on, twelve man, we got to do twelve. Start twelve twos, then pay us. Period on that. And I have one more final topic to ask you, and it's a very heated, debatable topic. USA Boxing has passed that transgenders that identify themselves as women are able and allowed to fight female biological women. It will take years, a lot of testing, a lot of hormonal things. Your thoughts, Kaylee? You know, I haven't spoken out about this, and my homie Ebony has spoken out. I absolutely love the fact that who who have speak, spoken out about this. I have nothing against anybody who identifies as anything. I mean, for Christ's sakes, we have people identifying as cats in, in elementary schools and have little boxes. So, But I think, especially at the amateur level, when we have younger adults still developing, take that all out of it. If you are biologically a man, I don't care how many hormones you're taking, you, it's fighting another, a female, fighting a female, competing against a female. I don't think that should be allowed. Just put it that way. I don't have anything. You can identify whatever you want to identify. But when it comes to what your genetic makeup is in a combative sport, like you're, you're competing, you're fighting each other. I think that's where we need to draw the line. Other areas of like bathrooms and stuff. This, this isn't a bathroom issue. This is actually like people's lives. So I think you can't, you can only make, men make so many genes that are naturally that you can't change. You know what I mean? Um, and then how are you going to follow or monitor somebody who's maybe stopped taking their, what makes them a woman or what makes them female and they get all this testosterone built up six weeks before they're in a competition. How are you going to monitor that? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I think factors that add to it. Um, but at the very end, if I had to do a tweet about it, it'd be, yeah, no, that's not right. I don't think that should be allowed period. Like we're not allowing men to fight women in the pro ranks, Officially, I know there's been some in the past, but just like women fight women, men fight men. If you want to identify as a cucumber outside of the ring, go ahead. But I don't think that is it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Cucumber League. <laughs> right. Hey. I did read that story about the, the person identifying as a cat and then going to the bathroom in a cat litter. I'm like, what? Like, what has gone? What's wrong with this what's world? Going on with this my brother world is so beside himself. Like, don't bring that up to my brother because it's actually in a school, I think, back home that's close to him. So he's like, did you hear about the kid that's identifying a cat and getting him a litter box? I was like, oh, my God. He's talking to strangers about it, but it's crazy. <laughs> For everyone that listens and watches us, Giandra and I, we have said it. We don't, we 
respect everyone, whatever you identify as. It's just in our sport, in a combative sport where you're punching someone, it's dangerous. Downright dangerous. All right. uh, Well, PED thing. Like we have people taking, we can't, we, if we ban performance enhancement drugs, that is what that is. That's a performance. That's a natural performance enhancement drug. If you're naturally a man fighting a woman, then that's all. And with that last thoughts, Giandra. Before we wrap up, I am extremely proud of you. You are doing a marvelous job on on True Detective. You're a true champion inside and outside of the ring, and 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 the sky is the limit. If you're coming back to the ring, I'm here for all that. If you this next chapter of your career is in front of the camera, I'm here for that. I'm here for it all. I'm just glad to to see you do it. You represent for for women proudly and boldly and it's really a beautiful example to anyone but particularly to to women of color and little girls and little boys of color that you really can do it all if you are focused and you are disciplined that you can really do it all so thank you for that that's my absolutely and lastly are you a pats fan are you a patriots fan I'm not a fan. No, you're from Rhode Island, Providence. Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not like a, I don't really watch. Well, I literally, I well, Eagles. Like I can see their stadium like right from my back deck. And uh, I'm not, I'm not an anything fan. I'll watch it. I like watching basketball and if football is on, I'll watch it. Why? What happened? Something happened. With no, I was just asking if uh, what you thought uh, about Belichick leaving or basically wrapping up and Jared Mayo as a head coach, but you don't know Patriots. So never mind. Well, I, I, well, I mean, he's been here for a while. I don't know the other coaches coming in, but maybe Belichick needs to check out and needs some, you know, a little new blood up in there. Okay. So, I think we should cheer for the teams that are from the city we live in. I don't, oh, I'm Raiders. So, oh, so I live I in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> they did terribly. They did very bad. <laughs> Yes, I know that. They'll be back. They'll be back. They'll, They'll be, back. be back. All right. Well, Kaylee, we appreciate your time. You guys tune in every Sunday. You'll be able to catch Kaylee Reese on the new True Detective Night Country. We are so excited. You can stream it on HBO Max or if you guys know it as Max. Kaylee Reese, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time and we love to see your journey. And thank you for all you do uh, to always represent being a trailblazer for women and women in sports, women of color, and just being a woman, a badass woman. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I'm Cynthia Conte. I'm Giandra LaBeouf. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys. Bye.